today's reading. And there will be signs in the sun and moon and stars and on earth, distress of nations in perplexity because of the roaring of the sea and the waves, people fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now, when these things begin to take place, straighten up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. The word of God for the people of God. Would you pray with me? Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity we have of being here. And I ask now that the words that I speak might be your words. And I ask that as we hear them, we may hear you speaking to us. Be with us, Lord, through this time. May we be strengthened and helped by your word being spoken. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, Happy New Year! No, I haven't lost my mind quite yet, but uh, it is a type of a New Year's Day for us. Uh, in the Christian year, it is the first day of the new Christian year. Last week was Christ the King Sunday, the last Sunday of the old Christian year. Today is the first Sunday of Advent, the first Sunday in the new Christian year. So a type of a, a new year. We move into the season of Advent today, and Advent means coming. Now, while we think of Advent pointing us to Christmas, it's really pointing us toward the return of Jesus, the second coming. So um, during Advent, actually, we have, we celebrate three comings of Jesus. The first coming of Jesus as a baby in Bethlehem. The second coming as uh, the triumphant king returning at the end of time. But the third one is actually the most important coming of all. And that's Jesus coming into our hearts and into our lives. Because that's the coming that gives the significance to these other two comings of Jesus. Today our scripture is about the second coming of Jesus. Most of the 21st chapter from which Tracy read to you is about the end times, about Jesus coming again, the second coming. Our scripture deals with just a few verses of that. And Luke kind of, I think, paints a frightening picture of the second coming of Christ. Matthew, from from which our uh, lighting of the Advent candle came, the 24th chapter, I think we see the coming there in a little bit more positive light. And in the scripture in Matthew, as was read to you earlier, you will find that, that Jesus is very much saying to us, toward the end of the scripture, he says, you must stay awake. You must be ready. And that's what we are asked to do when we are getting ready for our, our time of Advent. So this year, the questions I would ask to you is, are you ready? And, you know, a lot of times we're asked that question, aren't we, during December? 
And what do people mean when they ask you, are you ready? They're not talking about Advent, are they? They're, they're saying, is your house all decorated? Have you got your gifts together yet? Have you got your social plans all together for the, for the month of December? But Jesus is meaning a whole different thing when he says, stay awake and to be ready. What is Jesus talking about? Well, a lot of times we see Jesus' teachings on the kingdom of God. That's what he's talking about during most of his, his ministry. And the question that I have is, in his teachings, we see many of the things he calls us to do, bringing the kingdom of God upon the earth. So how are you doing with that? How are you working as far as the kingdom of God coming upon the earth? What have you done to make this happen? First and foremost is our relationship with Jesus Christ. That has to be first. That time when we ask Jesus to come into our lives. We don't want to be like those people that are talked about in Matthew 7 that say, Oh Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do so many deeds of power in your name? But how does Jesus respond? He will declare to them, I never knew you. Go away from me, you evildoers. We have to be sure that in our hearts, first and foremost, is Jesus Christ. I want you to listen to a a quote by Søren Kierkegaard, a philosopher who was also a Christian. He says these words. Now listen, because you have to catch this. He says, it is so much easier to become a Christian when you aren't one than to become one when you assume you already are. Let me read that again. It's so much easier to become a Christian when you aren't one than to become one when you assume you already are. One of the dangers, I guess I'd say, of of growing up in the church is we assume since we grew up in the church, or maybe we've been coming to church for years, that we automatically are Christian. But it actually takes that time when we ask Jesus to come into our lives and say, Lord Jesus, I need you. Forgive me of my sins and come into my life, Lord. Then, at that point, then we can look at the kingdom of God and see, how am I to work to bring the kingdom of God here upon the earth? As I get older, the question comes more and more to the forefront of my mind. Is this world a better place? Because I have been here. Is the light of Christ a little bit brighter? Because I have lived. The kingdom of God is translating Christ into our living. So first we invite Christ. Christ into our lives. And then I think it's important to start asking us ourselves some questions similar to these questions. For instance, are you demonstrating forgiveness in your life? I'm not talking about forgiving that person who took your parking place. Yes, you do have to forgive them too. 
But I'm talking about those times when forgiving the person or who has hurt you or hurt those who love you who has hurt you to the core. You know those times. We've been hurt so, so very deeply. Are you working on forgiving that person? Have you forgiven them? Are you teaching by example that we are to feed the hungry, visit those in prison, welcome the stranger, help those who are sick? Are you doing those things? Are things on earth more like they are in heaven because you have lived? Are they? Then we, then we have to lean heavily on the grace of of God to cover all the things that we have done wrong. We've not been perfect, have we? But grace does cover all all those things when we turn to Jesus. All those things we have Jesus to forgive us for. All this is what Jesus means when he said to stay awake, be ready. Some years ago, a a young man who wanted to change his life went into the church and sat down in the sanctuary. I'm not talking about Sunday morning. I'm talking about during the week. And after a while, he sat there in the quiet of that sanctuary. He took a piece of paper and a pencil and began to write down a, a long list of the things he promised he would do to change his life. A whole page of things. And he signed the paper at the, at the bottom with his name. And then he took this paper with a list of all the things he promised to do. And he went to the front of the church and he laid it on the altar. And then he sat down again in the sanctuary. As he was sitting there, however, he began to sense the voice of God speaking softly in his soul. And the more he listened to it, the more he heard God saying to him, you've done it all wrong. I want you to go back up and get that piece of paper and to tear it up. And then I'll give you another instruction. So he did. He went up the front, he took that piece of paper, and he tore it in many pieces. Then he went and sat down again in the sanctuary. In the quiet and the dark, he sat there. And he sat for a long time. But finally, the message came through. The Lord said to him very gently, Now take another piece of paper, sign your name at the bottom. And I will fill in all the rest. Are you ready to do that? To place your life before God and instead of telling God what you will do, asking God to write in your life those things that God wants you to do. As you turn your life towards Christ and work on those things God has for you to do, You will be ready. It will not matter whether we're actually here when the trumpet sounds and Jesus comes and appears again. Because we will be ready. 
after after we've turned to Christ and after we've done all we can to bring the kingdom of God upon the earth, we are ready to stand before Jesus, either at the second coming or at the end of time. We will be ready to stand before our Lord, knowing that we have not been perfect, but we have been forgiven. And knowing that in faith, we have done what we could to bring Christ onto the earth. Grace will take care of all the rest for us. And on this day, at this time, it's that same grace that brings us to the table of our Lord. We're not worthy to come to this table. But Jesus says, come, my grace is sufficient.